Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Abibiter State of the Union podcast. Uh, we have completed the 2046 regular season. Uh, we will take a look at where everybody finished up, uh, who's in the playoffs, what their matchups are going to be, when we might have some user matchups uh, come up, and then uh, my predictions on the Super Bowl. Um, starting out with the Browns, um, let's see, through the fourth quarter of the season, the Browns went 4-0, uh, they picked up a simulated victory over the Chiefs in week 14, beat the Dolphins in week 15. Uh, beat the Titans in week 16 and their division rival Ravens in week 17. Um, the theory, uh, as I said last time, for like the Chiefs Patriots, the theory in having these games simulated was getting stats for players. Uh, apparently, in this game, that did not really happen, at least not to the extent that I would have maybe hoped for. Um, the, the Browns do have a really good team and the Chiefs did have some injury issues at this at that stage of the season um, so that likely did not well that didn't help the Chiefs cause especially not against a team like the Browns um, so may not have gotten a lot of the stats I wanted for players or at least that maybe I was hoping I could get for players. Um, but that's how, you know, the simulated world goes in Madden. Um, so I believe that gives the Browns one loss on the season. Um, so really good season for the Browns, uh, especially with only, you know, two to go. Um Um, so I believe that will make them the one seed in the playoffs. Uh, moving on to the moving on to the Chiefs. Uh, really, I mean, the Chiefs and Ravens in the last quarter of the season would have been the big games for the Browns, and uh, with them only having one loss, neither. <laughs> Uh, neither game was probably really going to make much difference at that point in how they're on whether they had the one seed or not. Uh, for the Chiefs in the fourth quarter of the season, um, <laughs> just a you know another. This will be the what third third time in the last four years the Chiefs have not made the playoffs, and one of those years was because of a rookie quarterback the other two times have just been getting hit by the injury bug at the wrong time um this this game especially if you get multiple injuries of you know some of your better players it this game punishes you severely um week 14 um, lost to the browns uh was the third straight loss uh, then in week 15, another loss to the Chargers, another loss to the Texans in week 16. 
Uh, I used my last user game in week 17 just to be able to say that I finished the season on a winning note. Um, also, it doesn't hurt that it was the Raiders that I was playing and was kind of hoping I maybe screwed up their playoff positioning a little bit. I wasn't going to keep them from making the playoffs, but I could screw up their positioning. Um, as I mentioned about the injuries, about week 11, I think was the, I think in week 10, I lost one of my better linebackers. Week 11, I lost my starting running back. And at the same time, my backup running back was still out. And so that led to a, you know, five game losing streak. Um, on a, if you're looking for moral victories, at least really none of the losses aside from the Browns loss were blowouts. All of them were by, you know, a, at least by a field goal or less, or I guess by a touchdown or less. Um, so that, that kind of tells me that it was probably more of, you know, a defensive letdown at key moments than an offensive letdown. But, you know, when you got players missing from both sides that can make an impact, it's just kind of hard to tell where the mistakes were made. Um, but an encouraging sign that even with those guys missing, except for the, like I said, except for the Browns game and they're because they're a really good team. Uh, just, you know, at least it was, they were hanging around and in it. Um, but like I said, finished the season, uh, not the season I wanted. Didn't really want to miss the playoffs again. Was kind of hoping to, you know, make the playoffs every year for the last few that we've got going. Uh, obviously not going to be the case. Um, and you know, at this point it's really kind of hard to, you know, figure out at least with your team what you want to do because you know you can't really sit there and say, oh well, I'm going to go go into the draft and you know get get a couple of guys because you know there's only two years left. There's really not time to develop them into the players that you'd probably want them to be or that they could be if you had more time. Uh, so you're kind of, I think at this point maybe it's more what can you get in free agency maybe to you know pick up for. Um, players that either you may not be able to keep or, you know, just to bolster positions, I guess, unless you have. I mean, if you have a position of need, you could still go to the draft and get a player. But, I mean, as far as development, there's there's not many positions in this game that you can really develop quickly in a year or two. Um, but, uh, you know, disappointing, disappointing end of the season for the Chiefs. Um, and you know, we're what, 28 years into this or whatever, 27, whatever it is. And, you know, you just get that when you go and look at the injuries and you see how many games you got left and you know that the teams really aren't, you know, none of the games are probably games that you should just run away with. You, you sit there and you worry a little bit, especially when, you know, you've seen the computer punish you for injuries before. But there's hopefully next year, and then if nothing else, you know, when we start up on 21, maybe things can go a little bit different or better. Um, but uh, I believe the other other user teams made it in, uh, except for the Chiefs. So uh, moving on, we'll look at the Patriots. Uh, in the last quarter of the season, the Patriots went 2-2. Two and two. Um, probably not quite the finish they were looking for either. 
they picked up a victory over the Steelers in week 14, lost to the Ravens in week 15, beat the Bengals in week 16, and then lost to their division rival Dolphins in week 17. Um, as I recall from the last one, they had their division um, pretty well in hand. Miami was the second-place team, but I think they were too far out to um, probably really have made much of an you know impact as far as winning the division without you know the Patriots losing every game the rest of the season. Um, so probably not quite the finish to the season that the Patriots wanted, but I'm pretty sure they still won their division and are in the playoffs. I'm looking at the final final standings for the AFC in the AFC North. Uh, Browns win that division easily at 15 and one. Uh, Steelers were second at eight and eight. Ravens were third at eight and eight, and then the Bengals were last at six and ten. I would assume the Steelers get the tiebreaker over the Ravens for second place, probably because they beat them both times in this regular season. Um, but, yeah, easy easy division. Easily won division by the Browns this year. Uh, looking at the AFC East, the Patriots won their division at 10-5-1. and uh, So, Dolphins ended up only losing out by a game for the division um, at 9-6-1, and one, followed by the Jets at 6-9-1, and one, and then the Bills at 3-13. and 13. Um, <clears throat> So that's two users in the playoffs. Uh, looking at the West, the Raiders win at 11-5. Um, bright spot for Kansas City as they beat them in the last regular season game. Uh, Chargers take six, second at six and ten, followed by the Chiefs at six and ten. Uh, Chargers won both regular season matchups over Kansas City. Um, it was in the middle of that injury part, so not. I hate losing to the AFC West teams just because, at least at this point, I pretty much have the better team, but. You know, injuries injuries can affect things, and then the Broncos finished at four and twelve to finish last. Um, so for the final AFC standings going into the playoffs, the Browns get the first get the number one seed at fifteen and one. Uh, the Brooklyn Bulls have the two seed at twelve and four, uh, followed by the Raiders at eleven and five in the three seed. The Patriots at ten five and one in the four, uh, and then the. Titans get the first wild card spot and the Texans get the second. So the AFC South got three teams into the playoffs this year. Uh, that means one of the wild card games will be a. Well, actually. No. Yeah, no, none of those teams will actually face each other in the wild card round. Uh, the Texans should face the Raiders and the Patriots should face the Titans, I believe. No, but that's still. You know, pretty good for the AFC South to get three teams in. Um, so that would probably mean uh, the let's see, the Raiders are the three and Patriots are the four. Uh, so unless the Raiders were to 
Unless the Raiders were to lose to, I believe, the Texans, the Patriots will face the Browns, I believe, in the divisional round. Um, and that event, that will give the Browns a clear path to the Super Bowl for the AFC. Because um, it'll be you know, a computer matchup in the AFC Championship. And I, <laughs> we're, we're long past, really, the computer beating any of the users. There might be... There might be some close games, but I think that's more, you know, early on that would be, you know, inexperienced by the users and stuff like that. But I think at this point, if it's a close game, it's just, you know, users either trying to build stats for somebody and turn the ball over a lot or um, I know I wasn't real happy at giving up 23 points to the Raiders, but that also that had more to do with the fact that, you know, the Raiders were, you know, at a... At the time that I played that game, they were allowed, they were ten and f- they were eleven and four with you know five game winning streak going on. So their players had you know morale boosts on top of their you know normal overalls, and you know my team didn't. So um, definitely you know me playing the game was probably the difference. I think if I'd probably simulated it, that'd probably been a loss um, because of those factors. Um, they do, I mean, that, that morale boost does make a difference, um, which is why you hate to see those, especially kind of late in the year, you hate to see those, like, five-game losing streaks. Um, but that is, that's the playoff setup for the AFC. Um, as I said, I believe the Patriots and Browns will meet in the divisional round, which gives the uh, Browns a clear path to the Super Bowl. Um, not to discount the Patriots, but until, as I've said before, until one of us beats the Browns, it's the Browns that are going to the, that's going to the Super Bowl. That's just, you know, the way it's going to be. Uh, moving on to the NFC, we will look at the Packers and Panthers. And starting with the Packers, in the fourth quarter of the season, the Packers went 3-1. and one. Uh, They lost to the division rival Lions in Week 14 uh, and then won their last three games over the Giants, Cowboys, and Bills. Um, to be honest, I don't remember what the... Um, it's been a while, so... Um, I'm not, I don't really recall clearly what the standings were, you know, at the last podcast, at least not for the NFC. Um, but I do believe the Packers were in the race for their division, if not in the lead. Um, I don't know if they've got, I don't know if they got the number one seed. I think they'll be in the top two or three anyway. Um, but good end of the good end of the season for the Packers. Um, moving on to the Panthers. Uh, in the fourth quarter of the season, the Panthers went three and one as well. Uh, there, they also picked up their only loss in week or of the quarter. Their only loss was in week fourteen, and then won their last three games. Uh, granted, that's because they were all user games. Um, but they beat the Steelers beat their division rival Blues, and then beat the Vikings. Uh, Two of those three victories came on the road. Um, 
So good end of the good end of the season for the um, Panthers. I do believe out of the user teams that means the Patriots were the only team to lose in Week 17. Um, granted, that was also partially because the Chiefs, Panthers, and Packers all used a user game in Week 17. Uh, the Browns simulated a victory in Week 17. Um, but moving over to the final standings for the NFC. Um, let's see. For the NFC North, the Packers win the division at 11-5. and uh, Vikings take second at 8-8. Eight and eight. Bears third at 7-9. and nine. And the Lions last at 5-10. and ten. Or, I'm sorry, 5-10-1. and one. Uh, moving on to the South, the Panthers win their division at 11-5. and five. Um, The Falcons finish second at 9-7, and seven, but also make the playoffs. Uh, and then the Saints at 6-10 and ten, and the Blues at 5-11. and 11. Um, So, looking at the final playoff standings, the Packers are the 1-seed at 11-5. The Seahawks are the 2-seed at 11-5. Panthers are the 3-seed at 11-5. I would would guess there was a tiebreaker of some sort in there, whether it be because of head-to-head matchup or because of... um, Uh, record against the AFC uh, with the fourth seed or I'm sorry the fourth seed goes to the Giants out of the east uh, with the wild card spots the first one going to the Cardinals and the second one going to the Falcons uh, the Cardinals get the first spot at 10 and 6 hey. Falcons get the second one at 9 and 7 um, so let's see, that would make, uh, Giants and Cardinals will play and the Falcons will travel to the Panthers. So we got ourselves a wild card divisional. Well, actually, I don't need to guess at what the matchups are. Um, so by the standings, everybody but the Chiefs made it, um, and most everybody and everybody was in the top four four pick top four seeds anyway um so everybody that's that's division winners there uh looking at the wild card matchups it is for the afc the texans at raiders uh and the titans at patriots and then for the nfc it's falcons at panthers and cardinals at giants um so with the Patriots, with the Raiders being the three seed and the Patriots being the four seed, uh, and like I said, unless the Texans beat the Raiders, the Patriots will go to the Browns in the divisional round um, and have have a matchup there, uh, clearing a path for the Browns to the Super Bowl. Um, on the NFC side, we're going to have a... I don't think, let's see, the Packers are the one seed, Panthers are the three seed, so the no, Panthers would go to the Seahawks in the divisional round, so we'll have a Panthers, um, we'll have a Panthers, Packers, 
NFC Championship. Uh, lately, this game's kind of gone gone the way of the Panthers more than it has the Packers. Uh, so I'm going to you know lean toward the Panthers winning that one and going to the Super Bowl and us having another uh, Browns Panthers Super Bowl. Um, I'll I'll be honest. I probably won't be paying much attention, you know, to the playoffs since I won't be participating. Um, at least not until after the Super Bowl's over. Um, on a side note, a couple of good things to come out of the season, you know, for the Chiefs. Not ma- even though they're not making the playoffs, um, rookie D end uh, is gonna looks like he's gonna win rookie defensive rookie of the year for the AFC. Uh, he also revealed as a superstar, so he'll be an X factor for the last couple of years. Um, so that'll now that'll help out in that regard. Um, if if we were earlier, if we were earlier in the you know franchise and there was more time to really develop him, I'd probably be even happier about that. But you you know if you take what you can get at this point with only a couple of years left um which you know he was a i believe he was my my first second round pick so not not too shabby for for a second round pick um let's just go look at injury reports real quick just to see if there might be any impact there um for the browns they are healthy, um, so week off will be be good for the Browns players to let any you know little aches and pains that have been bothering them kind of give them a week to heal up a little bit more. Um, not that it matters for the playoffs, but the Chiefs are still missing. Uh, There's they if they were in the playoffs, they would be missing their starting running back. Uh, he would. If the Chiefs had made the playoffs, he would have been available in the championship game if they'd have got that far uh, from his partial MCL tear. Um, they and in week seventeen they lost a wide receiver to a broken collarbone, but he's fourth or fifth on the depth chart, so it's not too big of a too big of a loss there. Um, but he would have been unavailable for the playoffs at all if the Chiefs had made it. Uh, Moving on to the Patriots. The Patriots are healthy, um, as are the Packers and the Panthers. Um, So nobody that's in the playoffs has any significant injuries. Uh, Hopefully none pop up in any of their games. Um, (laughs) Sometimes it's kind of... I mean, I know, I know real life, it, it, you know, doesn't take much sometimes to, you know, you see guys go down on non-contact plays and you're just like, what, what happened that they, you know, um, you know, just weird, weird things happen. Uh, kind of, kind of the same thing happens in the game. Um, I've said it before, as much as the Patriots throw to Hamlin, as much as that guy gets you know, especially like when, you know, the Patriots and I play, he catches the ball and he gets hit, and you'd think as much as he'd throw it to him, he'd get hurt. Um, he just doesn't seem to. Um, 
but sometimes that's what causes the injuries. There's other times where I've, you know, thrown three or four plays in a row and then handed off to my running back and he runs up the middle, gets tackled, and then he's got a, you know, partial MCL tear or something. Um, so you just, they just kind of creep up out of nowhere sometimes. Um, but hopefully everybody stays healthy through the playoffs. Um, so looking, kind of looking forward to getting these last couple of years out of the way. Um, as I've said, you know, I've given up on the fact of, you know, making, (laughs) aside from, you know, franchises I play outside of this one of making a Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to happen in this one. Uh, maybe when twenty, when we get to twenty one and we start over, maybe I can do it then. Um, but that is our twenty forty six season and um, the playoffs. At this point, uh, Wild Card Weekend is here. Uh, So we'll see what happens out of that weekend moving forward. As I said, uh, for the AFC, I bet I'm leaning on the Browns to make it to the Super Bowl um, until I'm not trying to slight the Patriots, but until they beat the Browns, it's going to be the Browns. I'd say the same thing if it was me going to, you know, possibly have to play the Browns until I actually beat him. It's just I'm going to lean towards, you know, history because, you know, history has a funny way of repeating itself. Uh, as far as the NFC, like I said, uh, it'll be a Packers-Panthers championship game. I'm leaning towards the Panthers just because it seems, you know, here recently that's, you know, where the game has leaned a little bit more toward is the um, Panthers winning those matchups. Um, and just kind of a... You know, last last little thing that I kind of want to talk about. Um, it's been been over a week since the Super Bowl. Um, I was you know severely severely disappointed in the performance of you know Kansas City in that game. Uh, unfortunately, I can't really say that I was surprised by. Um, by the way things went, um, I try to be as, as much as I, you know, as much as I have teams that I like and the teams that I follow, uh, like in this case, Kansas city, I also try to be, you know, real enough to, you know, realize that, you know, it it doesn't matter what sport it is. It's hard to beat a team twice especially when you know if talent if talent on both teams is equal it's hard to you know win a second time because each team's going to make adjustments and you know it kind of comes down to effort and you know will and those kind of things um with with the injuries on the offensive line and the way that you know I I just got a feel I just kind of had a feeling after the buccaneers you know beat the saints that it just 
it was kind of the same feeling I had, you know, after Katrina when the Saints, you know, made the playoffs and went out and won a Super Bowl that year. It was just kind of that feeling of, you know, that, that's just where, you know, as much as I didn't want to see it happen and as much as I hate hate that Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl and that it had to be, you know, over Mahomes, I, I just... I just kind of had a feeling that's kind of where things were headed. Um, and then you get to the actual game, and, you know, first couple of series, Kansas City got a field goal, and then, you know, Tampa Bay, they, Kansas City was keeping them to three and outs or not letting them, you know, put solid drives together. Uh, but when, you know, the defense started getting getting the penalties called on them, I just kind of... As much as I probably would have not admitted it to anyone at the time, I just kind of knew that, you know, at that point, things were not going to go Kansas City's way and that they probably were not going to win that game. I did not really foresee them not scoring a touchdown and having to settle for the three field goals. But I, I just, with the, with the flags that were being thrown and... You know, just just the way kind of momentum was going in that game, I just didn't. I didn't think. I mean, it was going to be difficult for Kansas City to pull out the win. Um, I'm also. I'm not a Tom Brady fan. I never will be. I will, you know, I will admit that. Yeah, he's got seven rings, and you know, he was a seventh round pick, and he's made a hell of a career for himself. Um, but I just, he may with some statistics and some other stuff be considered the greatest of all time. But for me, it's kind of like, you know, um, you know, the Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa and them with the steroid thing having, you know, their home run things. There, there should be an asterisk next to Brady's name because of deflate gate and spy gate and some of that other stuff. Cause I, I just. I can't, you can't conclusively say that some of those things didn't play a factor in him getting to where he is. Um, and you can, without really getting into it too much, you can say that, you know, he didn't know much about it or, you know, it was all Belichick or whatever. But, you know, I think it was for Deflategate. He was suspended for a few games because of that. So that means he knew something was going on. Um, and then, you know, you get into, you know, he's first year away from New England. And, you know, for part of the year, everybody's going, oh, he looks old and he should have given it up and just retired or whatever. He's just not gelling with his team. And, you know, then they put it together for the playoff run and, you just kind of had that feeling that we're that that he was going to come out on top, and I have friends that are high school referees and stuff, and I you know I respect them for having you know that job, and I know it's not the easiest job. I coach junior high sports, so I I know it's it's real easy to blame you know things on the refs. Um, I'm also a realist. To me, the issue, as far as the penalties went, wasn't the fact that they were being thrown on Kansas City. 
It was the fact that they were not being thrown on Tampa Bay. Um, and I get it. I, I, I mean, I've played, I've played enough sports that the psychology of it is it's who gets, who gets caught last. Uh, if I can, you know, it doesn't matter what I say. If the refs don't see me say or do something and they see you retaliate against me, you're the one that's going to get in trouble, not me. Um, so, and especially in the game of football, you cannot tell me that, you know, the Patriots weren't, you know, when they were on defense, weren't holding and weren't, you know, the stuff that was getting thrown on Kansas City. I mean, come on, that that crazy throw that Mahomes made that Pringle almost caught in the back of the end zone, that, you, you can't really tell me that those guys weren't draped all over him and kind of interfered with him. I mean, it, it, it's one of those bang-bang plays, I get it, but... You know, it's it's you. You always want to have a fairly called game, and it just seemed like, you know, when things started to go, that everybody was just kind of like, oh, it's like, you know, we're going to penalize Kansas City and not, and then we're going to kind of just ignore what the the Patriots are probably doing the same thing. They're just either not doing it as badly as supposedly Kansas City was, although I will say some of those penalties were you know, in a regular season game probably wouldn't have been called at all because it was just a, you know, too too tightly to call. Uh, one of the ones I have a really big problem with is the one they threw on Breland where um, Mike Evans supposedly tripped because of Breland's hand brushing the back of his ankle. Now, I get it. I've played shoestring tackle, that kind of thing. But the thing that annoyed me the most was that Tony Romo, or the, um, not Romo, but um, they pulled in Gene Steratore, and he goes, oh, well, you don't know if Mike Evans was going to lay out for that ball or not. At the time that Breland made contact with his foot, I'm pretty sure if that Evans would have been in some sort of motion indicating he was going to be laying out to try to make a play on that ball, and he wasn't doing a damn thing. He just kind of slowed up, and then he just kind of dropped to the ground. Kind of in a, you know, well, let's see if I can get this penalty called on him for tripping me. And he got it. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, but the biggest, the biggest thing I took out of that Super Bowl, um, you know, with a makeshift offensive line, it, and, you know, the fact that they just couldn't keep, four guys away from Mahomes and that he was scrambling around you know if if you ever want to look at a player and say effort you know if you want to try to tell me that effort doesn't make a difference just you know look at look at what Mahomes did in that game I I don't care that you know a lot of people have said oh well now he's not even going to be considered he can't you know, possibly be considered the greatest of all time anymore because he lost to Brady in the Super Bowl. I I could care less about that kind of crap. Um, he's done things that Brady could never dream of doing, and he's done it in the first four years of his career. Um, you know, and he's probably going to do other things now. Whether he, you know, manages to tie Brady for Super Bowls or whatever, who cares? I I mean, I know there's plenty of people out there that do but I I don't I mean I want him to be the best player he can be and just you know if we win some more Super Bowls great um 
I would actually like to, you know, I would like to see him do things that Brady hasn't done. I mean, Brady's never been to three straight AFC championship games, or at least not at home. Actually, I don't think he's been to three straight anyway. Um, but Mahomes has. Um, you know, Brady can't dream of making and extending some of the flames that Mahomes does. Um, and, you know, they, they always say, or the saying goes that, you know, character, your character isn't defined by, you know, what happens when things are going well. It's by how you act when things are not going well. And, you know, nobody can really say that much went well in that game for Kansas City, but that that kid was... Um, I, I mean, I've been impressed with him up to this point, but he impressed me even more in that game just by the effort that he gave. I mean, I know as the as the quarterback, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say, oh, well, he choked and, you know, put a lot of the blame on the loss for him. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't bear some of that. But um, <laughs> you, you can't put the effort that he did into that game, I mean, short of being able to throw passes to himself. There really wasn't much else that he could have done in that game that would have helped you know, Kansas City out. I mean, up until that point, if you would have told me that Tyreek Hill was going to have a ball hit him in the face and he was going to drop it, or that, you know, Kelsey was going to drop a third down pass, or, you know, that was an easy first down, or that, you know, a couple other guys were going to get hit in the face mask and not catch the ball. It's just not something that had happened all year. Well, it happened here and just unfortunately happened on the biggest stage of them all. Um, but, you know, he showed, Mahomes showed a lot of heart in that game um, just by, you know, doing everything that he possibly could to try to get his team um, in it or, you know, get something to go right and to get them back into it or whatever. Um, I think I think Max Kellerman probably put it the best I've heard in any of the you know sports shows that i've seen from since the super bowl and he said mahomes gave superman effort and it just wasn't enough and sometimes that's how it goes um but you know i don't think anybody can go back and look at that film and when you see him you know like i said earlier the the throw to Pringle. I mean, he was on the edge of the sideline, and he basically turned around and just flicked it towards the end zone. And, you know, it was in the back corner, and, you know, Pringle was really about the only person that could make a play on it and just couldn't quite get there even with the two defenders on him. But, that, I mean, I somebody else had said, you know, there were it's plays like that that, you know, he could have given up. You know, at that point, Mahomes could have just stepped out of bounds and said, forget it, I'm not going to try. Um, the, the throw that hit Damian Williams, or Darrell Williams in the face where, you know, Mahomes threw it from basically being parallel to the ground, avoiding, I think it might have been Barrett, trying to sack him. I was like, at that point of the game when you're down that much and the outcome is pretty much decided, to be giving that kind of effort 
I'll take that over, you know, Tom Brady any day of the week. And I'm sort of sorry if I offend anybody with, you know, my comments on Brady, but I don't. I, I will, like I said, I'll admit Brady's done some things and he's a decent player, but I just, he's not the player, even in his younger days. You know, if you'd, if you'd tell me that, well, you can pick that guy, but he's going to have, you know, these three or four or five scandals attached to his name and he's going to get punished for one of them and have to miss some games. Or you can have, you know, this kid that, you know, is going to give you 100% effort all the time. And, you know, even when it's, you know, not going his way and he's down by four scores and he's still going to go out there and try to do his best to get his team you know, in position to do something. I was like, I'll take the effort any day of the week. Um, there's, I think Mahomes has a bright future, regardless of whether he, you know, ever gets into the greatest of all time conversation again or not. Um, I think he's going to still do special things. Um, and he's going to be fun to watch. Um, But that's just kind of, you know, kind of my thoughts on the Super Bowl. And, you know, I heard a lot of people, and, you know, like I said, as as the starting quarterback, he's going to get blamed for a lot of things. Nobody's going to care that guys drop passes. They're they're just going to look at it and say, oh, well, you know, Mahomes could make it happen. I think sometimes when you get a player like Mahomes, it's easy sometimes to forget that, yeah, he throws. He can throw eighty-yard bombs to Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill's fast. But you know, Tyreek's still got to catch the ball. <laughs> um, and you know, nobody's perfect. I mean, he, like I said, he was hitting guys in the face mask, that, and they, you know, it's probably passes that nine out of ten times those guys catch, and it just this happened to be the tenth time and they couldn't do it. Um, yeah, it sucks that it came up against the Bucks, but it just kind of. I guess if I was ever going to use the term team of destiny, you know, once they beat the, once they beat the saints, it just kind of felt like the bucks were the team of destiny. And as much as I wanted the chiefs to win, I just kind of in the back of my head knew it probably wasn't going to happen, especially not with, you know, Buccaneers playing at home, being the first team to play, you know, be the home team in a super bowl or, you know, play it in their home stadium. Uh, You just kind of, you kind of felt like, you know, you've seen other things that have kind of gone Brady's way throughout his career that, you know, may not necessarily have gone, you know, that gone that way for any other player. Uh, but in this case, I just kind of figured there's no way you're going to let, you know, the guy you consider the greatest of all time lose the Super Bowl when it's played in his hat, when it's played in, you know, the home stadium for his team, which has never happened before, even if Mahomes is on the other side. Uh, if it had been, you know, if it had been the Buccaneers without Tom Brady at quarterback, then I say probably Kansas City wins. Um, but in this case, you know, I'll just throw it out there. I, without it actually being, you know, anything dastardly or anything, I just think things, you know, were called the Patriot or the Buccaneers way and it was just kind of a we're not going to let Tom Brady lose at home in the Super Bowl so we'll give him his seventh ring 
Um, but Mahomes has got more, plenty more time to get back to that game. Um, I think it'd be hilarious if they make it to a fourth straight AFC championship game. I mean, it's not going to be easy, and it never will be. But, you know, if they could do it, I mean, I would rather look at the things that Mahomes can do that Brady can't as compare the two. Um, but unfortunately, it's kind of like him and Lamar Jackson. Mahomes is going to get compared to Brady and Jackson for the rest of his career just because of the things he can do. Even though, you know, Lamar's more of a running quarterback than a thrower, and Brady's thrown the ball well over his career, but, you know, he can't make the outside the pocket plays that Mahomes can. Um,. I guess in a roundabout way, it's kind of like trying to compare Jordan to LeBron or Jordan to Kobe. You know, they they play different positions, and it's just completely different, you know, styles of play and eras of bat, of of sport. I mean, Brady's Brady's a pocket passer. Mahomes, I guess you can sort of say, is a pocket passer, but he's you know more mobile than Brady has ever been in his career. You know, it's like trying to compare, you know, Jordan to LeBron. Well, you know, back when Jordan played, I mean, I can show you clips and I can point out video from you know Jordan playing the Bad Boy Pistons back in the day where he literally got tackled to the ground and they wouldn't call a foul. Whereas, you know, for LeBron, he so much as gets touched on the arm and it's probably a foul. You know, it's just different different ways of playing basketball. Um, and, you know, Mahomes has a different way of playing football than Brady. And, you know, yeah, statistics make it easy to compare them, but it's still, still not really the same and it's different. Um... Well, I think I rambled on probably a little bit longer than I intended. Um, But I mostly just wanted to point out that, you know, I was impressed by the effort that Mahomes gave, you know, even with the score being what it was. Um, There are a lot of of other guys that could have mailed it in or coaches could have pulled their quarterback and put in the backup and said, well, we're going to go get this guy some experience. Um, But, you know, Mahomes never quit. He didn't complain. You know, and to me, that's that's what you want. That's what you want in an athlete, especially when he's supposed to be the alpha on your team. Is that's the example to set? Is you know, if I was you know coaching a group of kids, I would said, yeah, the score was thirty-one to nine, but Mahomes didn't quit. You know, he was still trying to make plays, and he was still trying to you know get something positive going for his team. I mean, there's some of those plays where yeah, he could have just you know, ran out of bounds or taken a knee or let himself get sacked or, you know, not tried to go ahead and make a play downfield to get something going. And he could have just, you know, essentially given up and just gone through the motions, and he didn't. Uh, so that, that reveals a lot more about, you know, a player's character in the heat of the moment than it does at any other time. But we will we will wrap things up there. Um, we will, I guess, probably not do another one until next season after the first quarter of the season's over. Um, my buddy usually does a pretty good job of covering the playoffs and. Um, 
you know developments and stuff like that and you know of course you know draft grades are always kind of fun those are always fun to listen to um then i'm not gonna lie i can kind of sit there and you know just before he you know he rattles off his you know each team's draft picks and stuff and i can just kind of sometimes it's fun to see if i can predict what grade he's gonna give everybody um but Yep, we'll do this again probably after the first quarter of the next season. Um, So I guess we'll see you then.